Just like in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot, so will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In the name of Jesus, Amen. destruction comes. It comes suddenly, as Paul says, while they're saying peace and security, sudden destruction will come upon them like a woman going into labor, and they won't escape. Destruction comes upon the ungodly, the godless, people who don't believe in Jesus. And it's very sudden. In Noah's day, things were fine. And then the foundations of the deep burst forth, and the flood destroyed them all. Same thing with Lot. Sodom was there, and then it wasn't. Fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. They didn't expect it. Not because they're godless, bad people, but because they were wordless. They didn't listen to Noah, who was, as Second Peter says, a preacher of righteousness. They didn't listen to Lot, whose righteous soul was tormented by their actions. Second Peter tells us, Lot pleaded with them, don't do this. God destroys those who are wordless, whose actions despise preaching and his word. And God's own people can become wordless by putting his word behind them, not listening. To them, God swears in Amos 8, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll send a famine. It won't be food or water that's lacking, but hearing the words of the Lord. They'll search everywhere looking for the word of the Lord, but they won't find it. The wordless do, however, sometimes appear to have his word. They just don't put up with healthy doctrine. But having itching ears, Paul says, they pile up teachers to fit their personal desires. They turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. They deny the main purpose of God's word. They preach and teach the word mainly as principles to be put into practice. To prove to yourself or to other people or even to God himself that you've truly made him Lord of your life. And yet Jesus says of the scriptures, they testify about me. Or Paul says, Jews seek signs. That's what the Pharisees were doing today in the gospel. Paul then says, Gentiles seek wisdom. That is, a philosophy that's practical for daily living. But we preach, Paul finally says, Christ and him crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. 
the wordless wants something greater or better or more practical than the word of Christ crucified for the sins of the world and that word permeating everything. And so they pay attention, as Paul says, to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Second Peter says they follow false teachers who sneak in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them. These teachers bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow after their sensuality. On their account, the way of truth is blasphemed. Or as the catechism says, they profane the name of God among us. The opposite of godless is godly. The godless are godless not because they're bad people, but because they are wordless. So also, the godly aren't godly because they're better than others. That's what the men of Sodom uh, said about Lot's preaching. No, the godly are godly because they are wordly. What does it mean to be wordly? What does it look like for a congregation of wordly people, for our families, or for ourselves? It's not just for pastors. Many people think you've got to become uh, some massively powerful or well-trained Christian overnight. Do the little things. Start with the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments. Pray them daily. Maybe a psalm, a chapter, even a page from a gospel or some other book of the Bible. The congregation in prayer is a helpful guide. Do as little or as much as you can right now. God will bless you. For the Holy Spirit is present in such reading, repetition, and meditation. He knows how he will use his word to bless you. And after months or years, you'll look back and say, wow, look at what he did. Look at what his word has made me today. It is all and always the same methods. Reading and praying. Asking the Spirit to help you retain and rightly uh, believe and understand his word. And God has given each of us unique gifts. One body, many members, as Paul says. A Christian who comes to church on Sunday, goes home, reads the Bible regularly, prays with their family, knows the commandments, the creed and Lord's Prayer, comes to the sacrament, clings to God's baptismal promises as you live your daily calling, you're no different than I am. I'm no different than a district president or seminary professor. It's just we all have different vocational responsibilities. I am given by Christ 
to preach. You're given by him to hear. But we come to the preaching and hearing the same way. Who we are doesn't change, that we will do the same things, use the same techniques, tactics, or strategies. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, Paul says. There's no reason to say, I could never explain it like you, Pastor. Good. You can probably do it better. You'll teach your children the faith or confess the faith to unbelievers in your daily life differently than I would. Everything is made holy by God's word and prayer. And whatever is actually from God's word, he will bless it. And his word will clarify what is and isn't his word. All wordly Christians rejoice in his word in whatever ways it comes into our lives. Preaching and his word on Sundays at church, reading his word at home, maybe listening to it on your phone. The word of holy baptism, the word of absolution, uh, the words of institution and taking communion. Wordly people rejoice because through that word, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you, as Jesus says today. And that's partly what Jesus is indeed talking about. Because Christ comes among us with his word, as he clearly promises in Matthew 28. From Jesus' example of Noah and Lot, we see that there are two kinds of people. The wordless and the wordly. The wordless suffer sudden destruction, but the wordly do not. They are safe and sound, saved. Sometimes it looks like the wordless do have his word. They misuse it, or they don't believe it. Like Lot's sons-in-law, they thought his preaching was a joke. They were destroyed. Or his wife, who did not believe the angel's sermon. Don't look back, lest you be swept away. She became a pillar of salt. Since the wordless reject his word, God destroys them. It'll be that way on the last day, too. The wordly rejoice in his word. They receive it, listen to it, believe it. They are people of the word and not only in just one way. In whatever ways it's given, they rejoice. Why? Because that very word is what makes wordly people. God's word Makes, makes you wordly. His word sanctifies you. As Jesus says, already you are clean because of the word I've spoken to you. God's word is living and active, Hebrews says, and it is living and active within you. As James says, receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Whenever the word is received with faith, true meekness, the spirit implants it into your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There, it's living and active. There, it sanctifies you, saves you.
as the Lord promises in Ezekiel, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, guard my just decrees, and you'll do them. The wordless suffer sudden destruction, but the wordly are forever safe and sound. They're safe and sound by faith alone. The bare I did the thing won't save you. And yet, faith comes to reading God's word, to listening to gospel sermons, hearing the absolution, or taking communion like this. This word, this sacrament, will make me holy, will give me the forgiveness of my sins because Jesus promises it. Not because I've done anything, but because it does everything. It's the only thing that'll make me holy because Jesus makes me holy through it. It's the only chance I've got because Lord knows I'm never making myself holy. And Jesus' word, just as he promises, keeps you who have and trust his word safe and sound. It saves you. And yes, the last day is coming when the Son of Man is revealed. Christ will come to judge the living and the dead. And on that day, the wordless suffer sudden destruction, eternal hell. But the wordly are forever safe and sound. The wordless are judged by the words of their deeds written in God's books. But the wordly, you will hear words, your name read out from the book of life of the Lamb who was slain for you. Your name was written there from before the foundation of the world. And that that's true and real is actually made yours right now through the word. You can't get much more safe and sound than that. In the name of Jesus.